Kelman on CliffCentral.com. Here he is, 37MPH is in the building. Uh, very acclaimed music composer, producer, director, performer. Uh, we heard uh, some music from you. We know that uh, you've produced truckloads of songs. I'm looking at the artists that you've worked with here from uh, Kabomo to uh, Tamara Day to RJ Benjamin to Ishmael to uh, Reason. Uh, loads and loads of cool people. A proverb is in there as well. And you're, you're, I guess what's cool about you is that your abilities and skills are so far reaching. You can be a musical director on a television show. You yeah. can be a producer in a studio. It's, uh, is that out of necessity to survive or is that just because you like doing lots of different things in a week? I like to do di- different things. I mean, uh, for, for the skills that I have, hmm. uh, I can't just do one thing. You know, it's, uh, you know, music directing is an extension of me being a producer and being, being a producer means I have to be in the studio the whole time. Mm. So you can kind of get caught up in, in your sound or whatever. And, but, and, uh, directing allows me to get out of the studio and, and, and experience music on a different level and see how people are interfacing with it on a quicker basis than, you know, releasing a song and waiting for the reaction. So with, uh, directing, you work on something now. Uh, you meet with an audience, you check out the ratings, Monday morning you go back, mm. back to the drawing board. So, so the two work very nicely together. Is there a difference between what you're like as a person in studio versus what you're like in real life? I'm the same. Really? I'm the same. I think I'm more subdued in real life, hmm. per se. I'm more chilled, but in the studio, I'm crazy. I mean, it's, uh, to compose a song, to produce a song, to get it to, to where it needs to be, you have to be a little bit extra to, to draw the energy out of the artist and also to execute the ideas. How does one go about sharpening that skill? And you've sharpened it for many years now. Yes. But, you know, you can be musically inclined and you can have a strong sense of, you know, what stuff should sound like or what sounds good. But it's a skill that you have to keep practicing and keep pushing at, right? I mean, Definitely. it's not how intuitive is it versus just doing it every day. So, um, you kind of have to, 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 uh, learn to balance doing and learning what's hot. So, you know, part of my process is I, I, I set a, set away like an hour or two within a day mm. to just learn new techniques. Go on to, no, I'm, I'm, I subscribe to, to basegorillas.com, which is a website where you can learn new techniques and find out how to produce the new genre. You know, uh, genres mm. and master it and learn new software. Uh, find out what's hot because it, you can never survive as a producer if you're still using sounds from 2000. Mm-hmm. I know producers that are still using their, you know, their first DAWs from then, like Cubase 5. You know, you have to move with the times. You have to, to know what's going down. Uh, what, what's going to translate in radio. You have to, you know, constantly upgrade your, your equipment. Mm. And also for me, um, in part of my vision in life is to just be everywhere in terms of, you know, music is broken down in two sectors. Uh, the service sector, which is performing, uh, making the songs as also the industrial se- sector. The industrial side of thing is the, is the manufacturer of equipment. So I like to make friends with the manufacturers. I, I like to build relationships. There was a time I used to work with Steinberg that make, uh, Cubase. Mm. And at the moment I've got a relationship with Ableton. So just to find out what's going down, um, behind the scenes and how my music affects, um, the manufacturer of the, the equipment. What do your sort of family and friends, the people that have known you for years, think about what you do for a living? They think it's cool. 
They're they like, do, oh right? My, yeah, they think they're like, yo, you are living. Do you though? I definitely think so. Yeah, I love do. what I do. I mean, I, I wake up in the morning, I can wear jeans, yeah. t-shirt or shirt. How do you figure out this unpredictability? Because I think that's what scares a lot of people about creativity is just this open-ended, yeah, yeah. non-structured thing. So how do you find a structure within that because you can sit and contemplate what a song is going to sound like for an eternity yeah until you actually start doing it um i i believe in doing so if i have an idea whether it's a body of work or just one song i believe you know even if it's in the middle of the night just get on with it just do mm-hmm. it get it done uh get the idea as pure as it as, as it can be and execute it and take it out. And um, in terms of structure, I'm a spreadsheet guy. I'm, I'm a nerd. I went to UCT to study engineering. Hmm. Uh, and during that time, I learned how to build systems. So within me being a music producer and how I, I, I keep surviving as a music producer is, is just building systems. Hmm. How to produce a song, create a, a spreadsheet for that. Hmm. You know, that way I can, you know, on, on my worst day, I can have a method to, to come up with, with something that can be used. This is wildly impressive. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's quite you. an interesting context to have to have studied engineering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be where you, where you are now. What is the relationship that you think engineering and music have if you had to distill it? Number one, it's, um, frequencies. Mm. Music is just purely frequencies. And I did electrical engineering. So understanding how that works and, but most importantly, what's really helping um, my career move way faster than it did before is just implementing systems, you know, uh, coming up with new ways of doing stuff and most importantly, managing my creativity, managing my talent mm. and, and, and putting it where it needs to be. What do your exes say about you? <laughs> uh, my exes, uh, they think I'm a very creative person. I'm crazy. Is that hard in a relationship? No. I guess it depends who you're dating. It depends who you're dating. I, I, I was in a relationship where the ex didn't, she, my, the person I was with, they didn't get it. They didn't, they didn't, uh, they understood the whole limelight thing mm. and the things that it comes with, you know, going to gigs and getting free tickets and all that stuff. But, um, back at the grind where, you know, I have to sit at night and say, yo, I want to compose a track and, and they have a problem with that. Hmm. Or they have problems with, um, payments coming in late and, mm. oh my God, this is so unreliable. Go and work in an office. You know what I mean? You know, so you, you kind of, you, it's one of the things you have to be very specific about. You have to choose your partner correctly. Mm. Yeah. Hey, now with uh, 37MPH, uh, other side of this, we're going to speak about um, his new role on the O'Neill Africa Experience. It is all next. <laughs> so 37MPH uh, yes, is uh, in the building. Uh, I like how varied your Instagram is. It's like sometimes it's like you're speaking about like um, scripture. Yeah. Sometimes you're just speaking about like happy heritage day. Boom. It's like... Uh, yeah, I can see how some people would find this easy in a relationship and some people would find this hard. Cause yeah. it's like, what world, what does your mind look like? I mean, what have you been thinking about? Obviously you've been focused on this interview. Yeah. But what else has crossed your mind if you're being honest in the past 10, 15 minutes? Okay, cool. So I've been, I've been listening to this book, listening and reading this book called, yeah. um, uh, Artemis. It's amazing. It's, uh, it's set on the moon. Huh. Uh, it's completely, it's another world, you know, it's humans that they've been living on the moon for a while. And there's this chick who's trying to rob, hmm. um, well, she's trying to sabotage one of the plants on the moon. Okay. Very good story. I love books. 
So, See, I love that. And during yeah. this interview, here you are spreading this information and you're, you're thinking about the moon. Yeah. <laughs> and she's robbing things and where's it going to go? <laughs> See, now, as you say that, now I'm thinking about this TV show that I'm watching at the moment and yeah. like where that's going to go. Exactly. It's uh, very difficult to ever know what people are thinking. But with music, what's great is that you can quite easily see yeah. how people are feeling. Exactly. Um, based on the look on their face and how they're reacting to the music that you are making. And that yeah. must be the magic in what you do, right? It is the most amazing thing. I mean, uh, like making a song is, is not... That that expensive you take something very bro mm. as long as you have some hours to 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 put into it send it out to the market the people just you literally just trust it on the people to mm. to to take on the music and like it and it's amazing to actually watch the people engage with their music so dope yeah tell me about uh the o'neill africa experience and uh, how things are going over there with uh who i think is one of the coolest people O'Neill. Yeah. uh what's the story how's it cracking there it's uh we've got a great show um so I'm like the technical producer of the show yeah um I I pretty much music produce or music direct so the performances cool, yeah. it, for live radio so we me and O'Neill have this uh grand plan of uh creating like a really cool format for radio and live performances and just surprising artists you know. It is so cool. I mean, it's always been one of my favorite shows on yeah. cliffcentral.com. Yeah. Um, and some of the guests that you've had recently have just like knocked it out the yeah. park. It's always yeah. interesting to me on that show, like which artists will go there <laughs> yeah, and yeah. which won't. Cause some will yeah. be like, ah, nah, I'm not sure about this. Ah, yeah. Not so sure that it's, I'm going to do this. I'd, I'd, I'd like to say, I hope I don't offend anybody. Uh, that show is for real musicians, mm. you know, the same, the same way, uh, and O'Neill would be, you know, reluctant to interview someone who, doesn't have much to bring to the table. Mm. So that show on a musical side of it, uh, needs for someone to, you know, music for, must be within them. Mm. You know, it must be their thing. Absolutely. They must be good at it and it must be a fluid thing because we put them through some, some crazy things. Places there, yeah. Yeah, with, yeah, that's for sure. What are you, what is interesting to you about music and what it looks like? The business of music, the sound of music, the state of music, the technology of music, yeah. everything to do with music, what it looks like specifically in 2018. In 2018, um, it's, it's, it's getting super amazing for, for anybody that's, that lives in Africa. Uh, there's a lot of trade. Cause going the barriers down. to entry are down with the internet. Way like, down. Yeah. yeah. Barriers of entry definitely are down and the technology is good. Um, you know, my involvement in within the African music space is just, uh, sharpening up the, the way it sounds, the aesthetic of it. Um, outside of South Africa, the mastering is not great. The mixing is like not at the, the toppest mm. level. Uh, so I'm trying to be the go between, you know, uh, and finding the best mastering and the best mixing for, for the talent that live in Africa, hmm. you know, and, um, there's one other project that I've started. There's a business I've started with, with a, a club owner who lives in, uh, Kenya. He owns a club in Dubai, Toronto and in Kenya. Um, so we started a, a, a company called Linkers International. Um, we, we service, you know, getting bookings within East Africa between anywhere, f- uh, from, the, the South Africa, East Africa and West Africa and we just make sure that everybody gets the best treatment and you know, you will get your money on time mm. before you get to the gig, your technical writer is taken care of. So that's one of the projects that I'm busy with. Uh it's it's been quite exciting uh being part of that and just mm. implementing and sending out gear to that side just to make sure that people um uh they perform or get in the studio with the right equipment yeah. that they need. 
37 MPH, it's been so cool having you in. Thank uh, you so much. What do we need to plug, bro? Yo, let's talk about my song called Eyes Closed. Let's fe- do it. Featuring Cayenne Cruz and Big Star. So cool. Very oh, I love Big song. Star, yeah. Yeah, it's a great guy. So this song, I, I made it, uh, we made it last year sometime. Um, I was in, I was in Kenya and I met Sketchy Bongo properly and we spent some time and I played him some beats and he was like, dude, this is a hit. Uh, you have to play the song to Cayenne. I sent it to Cayenne. She wrote, recorded it and I got the song back. And a few months later, O'Neill was like, yo, maybe you should put a rap feature on the song. And I phoned Big Star because he's, he's different. He's very amazing. So yeah, we put together a song and yeah, and it's the first song out of the, the project I'm working on. Um, right now the working title is called Boats based on a true story. Huh, that's I've, cool. Yeah, I've featured so many people, Yemi Alade, Pataranke, wow. and a bunch of other people uh, across the African continent. So cool. And hoping hoping to to go travel some more and see so more cool. places, yeah. So cool. Well, listen, thanks so much for stopping by. We're going to play the song now. How do we find you all over social media? You can hit me up on Twitter 37mph, Instagram the same handle, on Facebook I'm 37mph, YouTube 37mph. So, so cool. 37mph, yeah. thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Uh, very good to see you, bro. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. In- Kelman on cliffcentral.com.